Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky with special guest Jacob Rude. Vando, that's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers first listen to every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on weekends, no matter how or where you get your podcast. This one's always going to be free and never behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is over where over 22,000 subscribers are all hanging out. And at least for one night, Jacob Rude of Silver Screen and Roll filling in for Andy Kamenetsky, who is doing post-game radio for ESPN uh, LA uh, out here, the, the station that carries the games. At least for one night, Jacob, celebrating what looked for, you know, I'll say 40 minutes, a pretty convincing win. Like uh, that was exactly what the Lakers needed against a sub-500 Bulls team before uh, heading out for this six-game road trip. So uh, it looked good and also, hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, it, it was one of those games where I saw like on Twitter and whatnot that the the kings and warriors were having like a real fun ending and i was like well this game's a blowout but also i don't know how many of these we're gonna get this season so like i kind of want to enjoy just having fun watching a game and lo and behold the last like you said eight minutes or so weren't exactly fun but uh it still ended up being relatively comfortable a victory in that one so uh that was maybe the most fun one of the most fun games of the season just they were throwing anything and everything in, and man, um, when D'Lo gets going, when Vando's flying around like that, this seems a lot of fun, and it, it reminds you of how fun last season was at the end of the year, too. Yeah, it kind of was, and it's like, you know, last eight minutes aside, when it got a little too, but like, you talk about just throwing up everything and having it go in, you know, yeah. from, I mean, the, the Lakers shot 61%, 61% from the floor in this game, and we're actually better from a three-point range. <laughs> and so, you know, 64.5% from three. They got the line. Uh, you know, they made 75% of their free throws. Really, the only thing that, that Chicago did better than them um, throughout the, the 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 game was getting to the free throw line. Chicago kind of kept it close there with 29 free throws. But, I mean, on the one hand, you know, they post 141 points. I, I, I can't say I'm totally satisfied on a night where they – uh, shoot 64.5% on 20 made threes. It's not like they made like six or something like yeah. that. And you only walk away with a, a, you know, a nine-point lead, and even if it was you know 12 or 15. It, it, it was one of these games that I think perfectly encapsulates why the Lakers are where they are. On the one hand, great performances from D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt, which we're going to get into uh, in a second because – uh, Vanderbilt was a story, I think, before the game, thanks to a great question in the pregame press conference from Andy uh, while he was doing his radio work. Um, so he was uh, you know, a big topic before the game. He was a big topic during the game because that second quarter where the Lakers uh, blew the game open was a Jared Vanderbilt quarter. Um, you know, But like on the one hand, they have this incredible offensive night with really balanced scoring and, and all this other stuff. And on the other they give up 132 points and it, you know, they, they didn't close strong. It was like, 
it's kind of feels like why they're a 500 team. Yeah, exactly. As, as Stu said late in the game, you're not going to give up 132 points and win many games. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately, the Lakers, 20 of 31 from three is wild. <laughs> just just looking at that, especially from this Lakers team that um, has struggled <laughs> shooting the ball, um, I, I might have overreacted in the preseason and written about maybe this could be the best three-point shooting Lakers team in franchise history. And ironically – they are still on pace to be like the second or third best, which really says more about how bad the Lakers have been as a three point <laughs> shooting team in franchise history. But um, this is, I think the best they've looked offensively. I also don't think it's probably a coincidence that Vando was out there for 27 minutes. And this was the most Vando game. He's the most he's looked like Vando in a while. And I've said that, more and more like he's looking this I think he's just kind of back to being fully healthy and and he has that explosiveness and he's able to fly around the court and um the Lakers need that especially with that kind of starting group and as you said it was at that second quarter it was that group that went on that wild run I I tweeted I think it was the first time in about a decade the Lakers closed a quarter well and it was that second quarter where they were and it was just it was that starting lineup from from the playoffs last year that did it, but yeah, you can't rely on scoring 141 points. It seems like they they kind of oscillate, not this good offensively, but they're either good offensively or good defensively, and they haven't too often put them both together, which is why they're a 500 team. But I mean, there's still those there's still enough moments where you kind of look at this roster and um, this team and you. I I still think there's a good team in there. Uh, I just it's so oh. hard to, to to figure it out and find out why these pieces haven't been clicking. It it is it is very hard to walk away from the potential of the team, mm-hmm. you know, for because you know they they close this trip uh, this homestand critical ten game homestand, and it's six and four. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, it's like they needed to be better. Like they needed yep. this trip to be, or this homestand to be seven and three, eight and two, uh, and all that. Uh, and I don't think anybody like denies, you know, that that it, it, this was a missed opportunity. Um, but on the other hand, like they did beat some good teams on this homestand. It's the Brooklyn game and stuff like that that yeah. really sticks out. Like what the like. That's why you think the the Lakers have, to me at least, a ceiling on what they can do. It's because of of like stuff like that, the lack of consistency to you know to beat the Clippers, to beat Oklahoma City, to beat you know a Toronto team that was playing pretty well, and then you beat Dallas. And they say you lose to the Clippers without LeBron, game effort, no problem there. I can live with that. But like, how the hell do you blow that game against Brooklyn? That's the stuff that sticks with me, like, and, and why I can't figure out why I can't completely commit to, like you say, there's a good team in there somewhere, but can they excavate it enough to to get where they want to go? It, it's one of those things where I wonder how much different we would feel about this homestand if they just won the Brooklyn game. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm certainly not trying to erase that because that was by far the worst game that they've had this season, just from a kind of energy and uh, effort level and just that third quarter was 
bizarre watching that how oh that played God. out. And so I wonder how much differently we would feel if they just played the second half in that game basically and they come away seven and three with all those wins you mentioned and um, maybe 24 24 and 22 which looks a lot different than 23 and 23 going out on a on, yeah. a, on a six game trip it's yes and um, you would have won uh four of your last five like it, it, it the only loss being that clippers game your only your last two losses would have been without lebron and that's it like but also that's like you said that's the makeup of this team is that you mix in those wins against OKC and the Clippers with the Brooklyn loss or that Grizzlies loss or whatever it may be, that loss in New Orleans that was atrocious. And so I I, I don't know what to make of this team. I, I still want to believe that there's there's pieces there. I, li- I like a lot of the, the guys on this team, but I mean, kind of facts are what they are. And at this point, this is very much a, a 500 team, I think metaphorically literally spiritually everything is a 500 game <laughs> yes. um all right I, you you talked a little we, we talked a little bit about jared vanderbilt um and his performance 17 points off the bench 8 of 11 from the floor as aggressive as i've ever seen jared vanderbilt play in a lakers uniform 17 points was his lakers high three steals a block shot um and a major catalyst in that second quarter run that uh pushed the lakers you know kind of in control of the game his his presence in the lineup, uh, where it is, how many minutes he plays, what Torian Prince does, how many minutes he plays, these are huge moments of controversy uh, for Lakers fans. And we got a little bit of clarity um, in terms of the, the well, maybe not. Like the balance sort of maybe almost looked like it was going to be there on, on Thursday, but when you look at the box score and it might not be. We'll get to that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Basketball basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. This is a very important thing for me because I'm in the most competitive fantasy basketball league that anybody has ever seen ever. It is absurd. Uh, Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your rosters. Let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Uh, You got, hey, how about Brandon Miller, a guy I just traded for in our league. Uh, It's a keeper league. I am just so excited about this, and I am even more excited that he appears on Josh's list. Miller uh, should be seeing a huge uptick in minutes with Terry Rozier shipped out. That makes him a must-roster player in fantasy. If he's not on your roster, he needs to be. And if you are in a keeper league like I am, I'm just going to improvise here. I'm going to say Josh would want you to figure out a way to get yourself Brandon Miller. One more for you. That is another guy on my team. Slavon Waferdenko is the name of my team. So uh, I think uh, immortalizing two of my favorite Lakers. Mark uh, Nick Richards with Mark Williams out. Uh, He doesn't seem to be coming back anytime soon. The backup center in Charlotte is Richards, and he has played quite well at center, putting up real solid fantasy numbers. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about 
each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. Uh, you know, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly at all times. You need brake kits, LED headlights, a roof rack, two roof racks. How many roofs do you got on your car? Whatever your baby needs inside the car and out. The baby is the car, not a literal baby. The baby, just keep that in mind. eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, it is guaranteed to fit your ride uh, the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so uh, Jared Vanderbilt, you know, is you know sort of symbolically, I think, at the core of most complaints that Lakers fans have about this season. And Darvin Ham, Torian Prince, uh, the other half of that uh, symbolic uh, disgruntlement with the way that Darvin runs a rotation. And on the one hand. Um, Jared Vanderbilt got a lot of run, 27 minutes tonight, good amount of time on the floor for Vanderbilt. He was back on the floor at the end of the game uh, and all that kind of stuff and you know, really was a positive contributor. The flip side is Torian Prince still played more minutes, and that is going to be something that frustrated. I, mean, I, I, I kind of just missed – it felt like Vanderbilt was out there more, but Torian, 30 minutes, uh, Vanderbilt, 27. Granted, um, Darvin really played – a you know essentially a seven man rotation in terms of anybody playing meaningful minutes um christian wood played 12 max christie played nine some of that coming at the end um or, or you know near the end and the rest of it were were the five starters hachimura played 19 and vanderbilt played 27 when you look jacob at this vanderbilt usage thing particularly as it relates to Torian Prince and the seeming distrust that Darvin has for last year's starting lineup, whether it's starting or just used, period, at any point in the game. It's not that they're not starting and being used at other points. They're not playing together as a five-man unit at all. They did a little bit on Thursday. W what do you make of this? Like, What is your thought on whether or not Vanderbilt should be starting how much he should be playing, whether Prince should be out of the lineup. I, I, I know you've you've talked about this on, on Silver Screen and Roll. Yeah, I looked it up um, while you were talking. That lineup this season, which includes tonight, the, the playoff lineup, LeBron, AD, Russell, Vando, Reeves, has played 11 minutes this season. Most of it was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – it's it's inexplicable, really. I say this as someone who is, at least earlier in the season, I was defending Darwin when the questions kind of first started because um, I, they didn't really have an opportunity early in the season to play that lineup. Vando was hurt, and him he took him a long time to work back. He said that he was playing injured. Um, it took him quite a while to to get back up to speed, and then you know Delo's out for a while. All these guys are kind of mixing in and out. I get I kind of gave him a pass early on. It's inexplicable. <laughs> this lineup just doesn't play. Like I know that they had to change the lineup once it got to the Nuggets series. That lineup didn't work, but that's still a lineup that got you to the Western Conference Finals. I don't really understand why they don't go to it. Um, I I am someone that has defended Torian Prince as well. I think his 
greatest crime is that he's overused and right. that um, that's not anything he can really control. And so I wonder, I hope maybe that the last couple games Vando has been really good. I thought he played really well against the Clippers, even though um, he really struggled on some of those offensive putbacks and just getting the <laughs> ball knocked away. But um, I thought he played really well against the Clippers played really well against um on Thursday. So I hope it's kind of a turning point. This is about as close as their minutes have been this season. Uh, it's the second most minutes Vando's and they played some together. I mean, I think a lot of games together, right? A lot of times Lakers fans and Reeves was on the bench. A lot of times Lakers fans look at this as an either or situation. It does not need to be, um, they can, and you can make an argument perhaps should even play together based on, um, you know, if you're if you want a little more size than Reeves can provide, for example, but still want three point shooting, then you can take Reeves off the floor and instead of Prince. And so, you know, it. I'm like you. I gave Darvin, you know, a little bit of leeway here because, you know, why didn't that lineup play more at the beginning of the season? Well, it literally was impossible. Yeah, and. Vanderbilt was clearly not himself, not playing really and and not playing to the level of energy that they need from him. Um, but you know, it was about maybe a week ago, Andy and I were talking about this. And it's like now I just want to say I don't I, I don't care who starts necessarily. I am more agnostic on that than a lot of fans are. Uh, you know, the Lakers, generally speaking, their first quarter problems have mitigated, I think, some like they've been they're, these horrible starts have, have you know are more in the rearview mirror than they than they were at the beginning of the season but i i, I want to see what the minutes breakdown looks like like at this point there's really no reason for prince to be playing 33 or 34 minutes a night and i agree with you he's been fine torian prince is playing exactly like you would expect him to play when you sign him he's like catching strays because people are so mad at darvin for the yeah. amount of minutes that he's playing. Um, and Vanderbilt needs to play more, particularly when he's playing like he did um, on Thursday. So you said it was inexplicable. Um, and I kind of agree with you. Um, Andy asked Darwin this question, and Darwin tried to make it explicable, I guess. <laughs> um, so the question was, playoff lineup. So this is what Andy asked him. He said, the playoff lineup last year of D'Lo, Reeves, Vando, and uh, LeBron and AD, even acknowledging the injuries that have taken place, is one you haven't really gone with much this year. Are there elements about it that you think may not work as well this year or things you saw in the playoffs that have made you go away from it more? How Andy put this question, we've talked about this this year because I'm a big believer, Jacob, in last year is last year, this year is this year. You cannot just say because something worked last year, it would work exactly the same last year. Andy opened the door for Darwin to be like, you can't treat, okay. It's a well well asked question, well framed, um, acknowledging even that it's like not coming at you like you're an idiot or you're a jerk or whatever. Darwin's response: Not really, man. It's I think it's just the way (laughs) things have shaken out. Torian has been one of our most durable guys. This is true, and one of our better three point shooters. Also true. With LeBron and AD playing the brand of basketball that they play, even this morning we showed a clip of AD playmaking in the post. We had three; he had three guys around him, and so much spacing and sh- so you need and so much uh, spacing and shooting as you can put around them, the better. Okay, 
that part I think fans can live with. It's like oh, there's there are a lot of defensible reasons to both start and play Tory in real minutes on this team. But having said that, it was unfortunate Vando had to miss time that he missed at the outset of the season. It's been a whole entire process getting him back healthy. Now getting him back into game shape, as you can see, he went crazy on the offensive glass for the game against the Clippers. Some of the plays he's making, the passing lanes, the deflections, switching on perimeter threats, interior threats, he's rounding back into form. So, you know, you never know. You just got to take things day by day. At some point, it's good to know, though, that we have that option uh, if we should want to push that button. I mean, they pushed it a little bit on, yeah. on Thursday, but when we come back, Jacob, I want to ask you whether you think they're going to push it more going forward because, and whether they should, like how much, how much Jared Vanderbilt should play and where you get kind of a diminishing return on Vando is definitely a big topic of discussion among Lakers fans. So I want to, I want to get into all that and we'll do it next. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Grammarly. Writing is really hard, and that is true of whether or not you're, you're a, a professional wordsmith, somebody who's paid to make words, or you're doing this at work. Um, you're trying to make emails, whatever it is, putting proposals together, uh, trying to come up with, with different ideas to, to innovate in your company. And when it comes to writing, Grammarly is there to support you from start to finish. And for over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology you can trust to help you uh, across all the places where you write the most. And now Grammarly helps you do even more. With one click, you can easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply with suggestions based on your context and goals. So you can improve productivity for you and your teams. It's not about AI doing the work for you. It's about you getting kind of like a personal assistant to, to help you with a lot of the things that can be really, really painful when you're trying to, to, to make the words work, when you're trying to get the right thing down on paper, when you're just trying to reply to an email in a, in a coherent way can help polish your writing, uh, paraphrase things for you to make it more concise and a little tighter. That is something, you know, that, that again, professional writers need. You can always make things a little bit better and Grammarly will help you with that. And the best part is it's free to use. So start being more productive at work. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That's Grammarly, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Lockdown Lakers also brought to you by Logix. You know, on this show, and Jacob, you're, you you know, you get a lot of in-depth analysis. That's true. And hot takes. Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA and the surrounding areas right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top with my favorite, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loan. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road uh, to owning your car faster. I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com forward slash car. How, what is the right amount of minutes? What is the right mix that you see in this with uh, Vanderbilt, Prince, presumably, hopefully a few few. Fewer minutes for LeBron and you know Rui Hachimura is in there. When you 
look at this rotation. How would you draw it up, Jacob? Yeah, it. I think to a certain extent, it should fluctuate game by game. Um, but there should be a baseline there. I think that uh, with Torian, maybe there should even be a cap that I don't, once you get past like 30 minutes or so on most nights, that's when you're hitting your point of diminishing return. Um, with For Vando. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With Torian. Sorry. With Vando. Um, I, I think he needs to be out there at least 20, 25 minutes a night, probably now that he's fully back and, and healthy and you can play it by ear a little bit and see how he's doing and how teams are guarding him, things like that. Um, I think their minutes should be a lot closer than mm-hmm. what they've been this season. And I think Vando probably should be playing more. Um, like we were saying earlier, I think that maybe playing them together might be, it, it doesn't feel like something they've done a lot this season. Um, I, I think probably their best, one of their better defensive lineups would be having the two of them out there um, and letting Vando kind of chase guys around a little bit. But uh, they played, I was wrong, they played 207 minutes together. It's a minus 3.7 net rating. With but, Van- Vanderbilt and Prince have played 207 minutes together? Uh, yeah, shockingly. Oh, um, man, way more than I would have expected. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like it, but... I would still go with them uh, more, and now certainly now that Vando looks like this, mm-hmm. and that he looks fresher, better, healthier, fully ready to go. Um, I, I I said this earlier. I really hope we've kind of turned a corner with Vando, and that he's here now. He's back, and hopefully that also means we've turned a corner with using that lineup more. Um, we've just. The, the discussion on LeBron's minutes have just been tabled, even though that the minutes haven't gone down and that is still worrisome. He's still routinely clocking 35, 36, 38 minutes uh, per night. And it feels like three seasons ago that everybody freaked out when he only played 30 minutes against the Nuggets on opening night. Um, yeah. And so turns out Darwin was actually correct about that. Like, yeah, you know, 100%. ideally they could keep him to 30 to 32 minutes. They didn't hold to it. And I don't think anybody expected that they would, but yeah. this was actually one of those times where everybody kind of laughed and rolled their eyes, but he was actually right. Yeah. hundred percent. And they, in theory, they had the depth to do it. Um, not having Vando at the time hurt and kind of integrate, trying to integrate guys throughout the season. I would like to see him get back down to that 32 minute range. Um, 30 minutes always felt kind of ambitious for him to play during the, the regular season. We're also getting to a point LeBron's talked before where he likes to kind of ramp up into the postseason. So he's probably not going to be down with the idea of taking his minutes down a bunch. Uh, but still, I think you can for the next month or so um, take them down to, 30 31 32 minutes especially if you can win enough games yeah yeah well yeah that's been the other problem is it's easy to keep his minutes down when you're winning games it's a lot harder when you're losing and you need him in the game to to try to have a comeback um but yeah now that vando's back Rui's healthy prince is healthy all these guys are healthy uh there's really no reason for lebron to be playing those big minutes so that's where i think you can get more minutes for Vando, more minutes. I'd like to see Rui play more than 
19 minutes, but I think more than anyone, his game kind of fluctuates based on whether he's making shots or not. And he had some really rough games in the last week or so uh, where he really struggled coming back from injury. So uh, he looked good tonight. And if he can, if he's kind of back and into a rhythm, I would be chopping down LeBron's minutes, two, three, four minutes off of that, giving a lot of them to Rui. And then suddenly you're at kind of 23, 24, 25 minutes for Rui, 27 for Vando and 30 for Prince. And if all three of those guys are in that area, I don't think that that feels ideal. I don't think you can have a lot of complaints on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's like, Night to night, people are going to micromanage and, and complain, whatever. Yeah. Like, night to night, okay. Some nights, one guy should play more than the other, whatever. But it, it feels like at this point going forward, as long as these guys are healthy, that it should kind of in the aggregate be about the same for all three of them. And some of this, I you know, I, I feel like it's not just a, a function of – because I don't think Darwin dislikes, you know, has a problem with Vanderbilt or just doesn't no. like – I, I think he trusts I think he very much trusts what Vando does more than say what he what Rui does. I think he's got yeah. much less patience for Hachimura, who, to be fair, has I don't think played particularly well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can blame it on Darwin and the inconsistency and the injuries, whatever. At some point the player's got to take some responsibility for yeah. it. Um I I just I find Vanderbilt fascinating because on the one hand, like the energy and the lift that he gave the team at the end of the first quarter and into the second quarter was tangible. He he got them going faster. He got the defense. It was the one quarter where they played pretty good defense, and you know they generated points off of that. Um, but it's it is easy. Like you know, he played really hard against the Clippers too, and like all these offensive rebounds and this and that. But then there's the turnover that he throws out of bounds, and then the the missed layups and all that it's really easy to kind of fall in love with the energy and the effort and the spirit of Jared Vanderbilt and overlook or excuse like results that where you look at the, yeah. you know, you look up and like the guy's everywhere and he's like, and he's a minus six. Um, yeah. So that's how I felt on, uh, was it Tuesday when they played the Clippers that like on one hand, he was all over the floor. He was flying around. He was grabbing offensive rebounds and then he was four of 10. He had a couple turnovers and like ultimately he ended up being a minus nine. And it was like, on one hand, he's definitely trying really hard yeah. and he's definitely has this level. I think he has this infectious energy that does impact the guys he's on the floor with. And maybe that matters more if the guy he's on the floor with is LeBron in the starting lineup. But um, on one hand, he has this level of infectious energy, but on the other hand, like, he has he's he's just such a like you said fascinating intriguing player because i i don't know that there's anybody in the league like him where um he has so many like limitations to him offensively that i think the lakers have done a really good job of kind of changing where he's getting looks from and it's not as simple as putting him in the corner which he actually did do on thursday and hit a three-pointer um, he did, but, but he only took one yeah exactly <laughs> this idea yeah. of jared vanderbilt becoming a guy who can knock down a you know a three and d guy a corner three he he, yeah. he he 10 of his shots were inside the arc and they were all either in transition or moving you know cutting and getting under the basket being completely ignored and wide open yeah and but 
his he's easily the best player on this team cutting to the rim. And when no guys are, are focusing on LeBron in the post, AD in the post, uh, it happened on Thursday. Everybody's looking at LeBron. He throws a bounce pass. Vando dunks it. It happened late against the Clippers where AD made a move to the middle of the paint. Vando's guy cut off of him. And instead of Vando being in the corner, he was at the the elbow. And when his guy doubled, Vando just ju- just took a step down to the rim and is wide open. So there are ways to use him. And I, I think the Lakers have actually done a pretty good job of finding different ways of using him instead of putting him in the dunker spot or just putting him in the corner. I think they, there's been some creativity there, but there's still it, it's a lot easier to talk. Vando should play more after a game like tonight where he looked incredible. This might have been his best game as a Laker. I had to go back I mean, and look probably up was. That. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go back and look up that Dallas game on the road last year to to kind of compare. He had 17 rebounds in that that game last year. But offensively, I think without a question, this was his best game as a Laker. So it's a lot easier on a night like tonight to say, yeah, play him more. Um there are limitations there, and that's why I kind of say it should fluctuate. Yeah. If he's <laughs> If he's four of 10, I don't know that you need to play him 25, 30 minutes. Right. It, it's one of those deals where if you're using, I've always feel like this with, with Vanderbilt more than other players. If you, if, if after every game you think Vanderbilt should have played four minutes more, you've probably played him the exact right amount. Yeah. Um, I mean, because you've probably maximized his effectiveness, maximized his ability to do good. Um, but the problem is if that number is, you know, 14 minutes, eh, maybe not. Um, Jacob Rude, Silver Screen and Roll. You can read all of his stuff there. Uh, thank you so much for hopping in. Really appreciate it. Uh, and you know, go read, go read all of Jacob's stuff. Thanks, uh, thanks again. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with over 22,000 subscribers. We will be back uh, after Saturday night's game. That is the plan. Uh, kicking off the six-game road trip, which we didn't really get a chance to talk about, but it is a critical one for the yeah. Lakers. Six-game roadie, starting off with a very winnable game against a slumping Golden State squad. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, and we'll see everybody next time.